Welcome back to the Boostly podcast, the podcast that gives hosts the tools, the tactics, the trainings, and most importantly, the confident on how you can go out there and get more direct bookings. My name is Liam Carolan. I'm Mark Simpson's co-host, and this is the mini series on the Boostly podcast where we go behind the host with a successful and interesting host and uh, ask all the questions about their hospitality business, where you can listen to the answers, uh, get inspired, and also hopefully implement some of the uh, cool stuff into your business as well. So today we're going behind the host with Lindsay Siva. She's from Shenandoah Host Services. That's one to not say after a few tequilas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to find out more about her and her business. So welcome along, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me, Liam. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Did I say that right? Did I pronounce that right? With the phonetic? Very close. So Very there's close. actually a couple of different ways to pronounce it. So the valley itself, um, that's where it is. So it's um, in Virginia, Shenandoah Valley. And then there's also a town and it's pronounced slightly differently and they just say Shenandoah which I don't know if you could pick up on the subtlety there, but that's something that I've gotten to know as I became a local out that way. That's uh, very slight. It's closer together, isn't it, on the second one? So um, Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Let's uh, go give an introduction to yourself, your business, where you are, and what kind of model you use. Yeah. So my name is Lindsay Sievert, and I am based out of Virginia in the United States, uh, specifically in the Shenandoah Valley. So um, I started hosting in 2021, which feels like ages ago and also like yesterday. So I essentially just bought a home. I knew that it would work. I'd been investing in real estate very lightly, and it became very apparent to me very quickly that short-term rentals were going to give me the return that I needed and the timeline that I needed uh, with the business partners that I have, which is my family, um, who are a little bit older than I am. So, you know, scaling up with smaller multifamilies, something like that, the the timing just was not going to work. Um, so we bought a few and then quickly realized that we could service more than we could purchase because we just don't have enough cash to keep going. I don't have enough investors established yet to keep just buying. So I also started taking on clients, which is where um, my business, Shenandoah Host Services, came to be only a few months ago. Uh, we already have several clients, so I actually just exceeded my number of um, client homes versus owned homes. I'm hoping to reset that balance someday, um, but they just kind of feed into each other as a good sister businesses. That's cool. I like the fact that you've tested the model on your own properties first, and then you've realized, hey, I know what I'm doing, and now I can start to, is it kind of a co-host kind of management model? Is that what you're doing at the moment? Sure. So mostly full suite management. It's folks that you know have some money and would like to invest in the area for one reason or another either the just the returns themselves or they own they want to be able to vacation there themselves occasionally so they don't necessarily want to be involved there's a lot of you know people who work for the government out this way that have to kind of fall off the face of the planet for a while um so it's not very conducive for hosting themselves um but they're still very interested in you know hosting short term rentals and be investing in short-term rentals, but not necessarily investing the time. I am co-hosting with a couple of people and I'm we've been successful in that. And that's definitely something that I would like to do more of as well. That's cool. And how many units are you currently under your control? So I have seven live today that has fluctuated a little bit as, you know, we had like one client that it didn't work out and like that's going to happen occasionally. But there's about three in the pipeline that are either under contract, under renovation, or under construction. Actually, that's four, not three. So soon I'll be 11. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, to go in just two years from from naught to seven 
controlled properties is is amazing and like you say there's it doesn't necessarily have to be purchased or you know sort of yourself purchased there's so many ways you can do it through uh you know co-hosting model or you know using investor money invest finance which is really cool so tell me more about the area why would somebody um come and uh stay come and uh you know visit shenandoah sure so it's a really lovely area to start um there's a national park there that runs about i think it's like 114 miles approximately uh and there's a uh, Skyline Drive runs the entire length of the park. There's a ton of pretty famous hikes all along that you can just drive through the park, hop off, and you also don't have to hike. So it appeals to people who aren't, you know, as able-bodied but still would like to go enjoy mountain views. Um, there's a ton of overlooks, so this is like literally for all ages. And aside from the parks, there's some, a lot of caverns. Uh, there's also the Shenandoah River, so there's a lot of kayaking and fishing and river activities that people love to enjoy. Uh, and then all along the way, that's uh, covers a huge area. There's a ton of eclectic towns where you can just check out, you know, local festivals, uh, artists and goods that are unique. There's a lot of farming communities, vineyards, things like that. Uh, wedding cool. venues. We get a lot of people coming for weddings. I can imagine. I'm getting a real good picture of kind of what it what it's like to kind of be in the local area. What is it about your properties that appeal to your um, your avatar? So who is your your local avatar? Um, or your guest avatar, and sure. what is it that appeals to them about the properties that you look after? Sure. So I have a like two avatars, sort of. So I have a lot of smaller properties. I really like smaller properties. They're so easy, and it's mostly just couples. They're not high maintenance. They just, you know, they want to go do a couple things. They want to be left alone. Um, they normally don't ruin things. They might have a puppy, you know, and they they just want to go out, and get away from the city, and go hike usually. And then in my larger homes, it's um, families or, you know, groups of families that are coming out usually to get together. If, you know, we have people that come from like north of Virginia is Pennsylvania. And then south of there, there's like North Carolina and Georgia. We have people meet up in the middle in Virginia. They do that every year after year. So it's a really good opportunity to, you know, get recurring customers that way who do their meetups, you know, and they like to go visit the caverns or they have a hike that they go do annually, something like that. Um, so it's kind of split between the couples and then also people e just enjoying family for either reunions or weddings, typically. That's cool. And a couple of things just before we dive into, um, I'd love to find out more about your history. But before we do that, what would you say is the things that people, you know, want from the houses? Is it is it more the the countryside, you know, the, the fact of the area of where it is? Or is there things sure. within the amenities which you go, well, do you know what? I know my guests love this particular amenity. Sure. So we actually are in the process of getting a hot tub delivered tomorrow to one of the houses that didn't have one over the winter. And we answered the, the question that we already knew the answer to is that that is definitely going to be the driver during the winter months you have to have one. And I, any client that signs up for me that doesn't have one, I'm encouraging them to get one. Um, that's We can actually set up the electrical for them. We make it very, very easy. I have a supplier. Um, I get discounts on um, all the supplies now. So hot tubs are a must. That's usually what people want when they're done hiking. They're sore, they're tired. It's probably not something that they do all the time. So it feels really good to get, you know, just get into a hot tub with a view or, um, there's one that doesn't have a view, but it does have like an outdoor kitchen and it's cutesy. You got the Edison lights that people love. Um, so you just kind of have to create like a warm atmosphere for people to connect in the evenings because usually they're out doing something during the day. 
And I think we've been able to create that in all of the homes in one way or another, either via like games. I do have like a couple, I have had a couple of off-grid stays and people liked to not have internet and they would just play Jenga or just actually have a conversation with each other. We also usually out for fire pits. Those are really, really popular in this area um, as a place to gather outside and just look at the stars. A lot of my properties are, you know, have very low light pollution. Um, so we get to actually get people who come out specifically to try to catch like the Milky Way and all that great. So it's amazing to read people's feedback and see what it was that they they came to see. But it's typically those those things are the the most commented on. That sounds right up my street to uh, go for a hike and then uh, jump in the hot tub. Um, fire pits is another one, certainly for me, for one of my properties, we we have fire pit that's kind of like out in the kind of countryside. And um, mm -hmm. one of the pictures that we got from the photographer while he was uh, staging it was uh, marshmallows just burning above the flame, which nice. became the hero image. And that was exactly what people wanted to the stage where we actually start supplying like bags of mm -hmm. marshmallows, optional extras and things like that, which um, I love that, which is cool. So what did you do then before all this? So you mentioned that you got started in 2021. How mm -hmm. did this all come about? What did you do in the life before you got the hospitality bug? Sure. So as you could probably guess, based on the timing, um, the pandemic had a little bit to do with it. I definitely became disillusioned with my job working from home. I realized, uh, so I was an engineer, assistant engineer. You actually recently had a guest who I can relate to very, very much. Um, it hasn't come out yet, but Olivia Tati and I, have been spending some time together in this local area. She's an investor here as well. And um, same thing. She just got bored. Um, it wasn't fulfilling. There wasn't enough to do creatively. There wasn't enough engagement with other people. So aside from the fantastic returns and having a very strong desire to help my parents retire, I also wanted to do something that allowed me to you know, get to know more people and interact with strangers and also provide a service that was Heart, a heartwarming thing and not just, you know, a lucrative thing. Um, so that is kind of how that transition came about for me. I just quit my job. I actually went and built it to help my father finish building a tiny home first um, before. And I took a remote job just because I had to. We didn't have any assets yet. And I was figuring out my next move. And I was um, consuming uh, the Raw Built channel, as most people do, <laughs> uh, incessantly. He's my mentor now. But you know, that he is, he's a great, great guy. I definitely think everyone should go check him out. And I just had that on all day while I'm trying to, you know, force myself to do this job that I don't want to do. And it just became, you know, once it gets turning there, there was no stopping the wheel basically. And once I got under contract on my first property to be an STR, I already had one house hack. I knew that was it. And I needed to go full-time because I wanted to be really, really aggressive. That's amazing. And do you know what really resonates with me and perhaps a lot of the people listening to this is you mentioned, you know, you want to help your parents retire. And that's what hospitality can help you do in a way. It's kind of, it can really help you achieve. First of all, it's not the mundane. We're helping people come and experience, you know, some of the, the best times of their year or even their decade or even their lives, you know, like some of these memories will stick with them forever. So the sheer fact that you can earn while also helping people do what they like to do. And, you know, if you can help your, your parents then uh, retire and do the stuff that you want to help them to do, then like you say, you've gone all in, which is very inspirational. So yeah, I, I congratulate you for, for making that move yep. and for, for being brave. 
Has there been any challenges? Obviously, we're, we're now about two years into the journey. Has there been, what, what has been the biggest challenge? I'm sure there's been a few. Oh, yeah, every day. But the biggest one by far, we, so to be clear, by helping my parents retire, I mean, I'm helping them help themselves. They actually came on to work with me full time last January in 2022. Um, that's been amazing. My father used to work for himself and then his business fell apart during the last recession. So it was really great to be able to facilitate him being able to work for himself again in this industry. Um, he's super talented. He's a builder. He was a project or a program manager, or a, excuse me, a property manager. So he's more than well equipped to be on my team. We just have super complimentary skill sets. But um, what was the original question? I'm sorry. Um, what has been the biggest challenge then? Well, oh. um, yeah. See, I don't even want to talk about it. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially we he came on board and was helping me figure out what we could do to maximize um, one of my piece, my my first property. And it's 14 and a half acres. It has one cottage on it. It's two separate parcels. So I am able to build more than just the one property. However, um, we thought we were okay based on the local ordinance to do some glamping, because if you have one on a property, it's not considered a campground. So you don't need the same special use permit. However, as they do sometimes, uh, their attorney decided that because the properties adjoin, that they are like to an area. And so then we were a campground and then we are in violation of our zoning. So we tried to work it out. We actually tried to rezone based on their recommendation. Um, I am grateful that they gave that recommendation and then allowed us to run out all of our bookings through the entire season. So we had like fantastic numbers. Um, and for, for background, it was one tent and a cottage on one land. And then the other, we're still building a home there, but it's not built yet. So it was just one tent on the second parcel. So it was three units essentially on what was a very budget property. Um, so the returns were just astounding. And unfortunately, we had to just face the music and shut them down. Mind you, I could still be running one, but I realized with glamping that it's not always optimal at scale to just have one one-off glamp site. Uh, the logistics are pretty challenging. So um, moving forward uh, with projects that I have up, up and coming, I'm looking to do glamping where I can do at least four, five, 12, 20 units um, because the work and the chores are the same for one versus once you get to about five. So it's really... Not that it wouldn't be worth it, especially if it was something in my backyard, but um, we just, the zoning, the the planning, it went horribly at the meeting. Na you know, neighbors do not understand short-term rentals and they especially don't understand unique short-term rentals. And for some reason, there was this perception that the people glamping were a different type of clientele than what would stay in a normal home. And that wasn't true. Sometimes it was actually more expensive to stay in the tent than it was my cottage, which was crazy to me, but I just trust in my tools and I let, you know, Price Labs algorithm do its thing. So if people want to spend 400 plus to stay in a tent for a weekend per night, that's fine with me. So that was that was the challenge, though, is that we had had to let that revenue stream fizzle out with the understanding that it wasn't a loss, uh, I still own all the stuff. That's the be other beautiful thing about glamping is you can just relocate it. Same with tiny houses. They move. Um, and that's a really, really positive thing. And when we really cut our teeth, I learned a lot. I was able to host a lot of guests during that time, which is how I was able to acquire, you know, 
the know-how that I have now so quickly. That's cool. And like we said, there's, there's always challenges. One of the things which um, Alex Harmozy says on a lot of his podcasts is, you know, you, it's not a loss providing you've upped your skills, characteristics or beliefs. And it sounds as though you've upped all three of those. You know, you now believe, you know, what is the right thing to do versus what isn't. You've upped your skill set in terms of knowing how to deal with these situations and characteristics wise, you know, you've obviously had to uh, build that determination and, um, you know, the the hardiness to, to carry on. And like you say, the, the positives that you take from that, which is that you can move the glamping stuff at the end of the day. It's only a loss if you stop and pack up the entire business, which you're obviously not going to do. You're going to push forward oh, no. and, uh, and and carry on. So let's let's turn that on its head. What has been the biggest success over the time the business has been running? That's a great question. Um, honestly, I think being able to bring on my dad um, and just getting to work with him every day has been the big the biggest thing. And that's just going to turn. That's going to all of the other success is going to come from that. And it's an uncle too. Um, he's also skilled. He's not full time yet, but he's very involved. So um, they're also really close. They're brothers, obviously. So it sounds, it sounds like family means a lot to you, and this this business is is helping that. that kind it of does, value. yeah. So sure, there's day to day success. There's financial successes that we've had, but at the end of the day, just getting to employ them in something that they're passionate about, and that doesn't feel so dead end. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan. If for people who aren't familiar, it's a pretty impoverished area and there's not a lot of opportunity. So the fact that, you know, we've been able to kind of as a family um, overcome our environment, that's the win for me. So important. And one which, again, will will resonate with the people listening. So thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, what would you say is the tech which has helped you along the way so far with your journey? What do you use? Um, what even apps or softwares things like that which which has helped you along your way that somebody else listening might be able to get some uh, some value from sure so um having an engineering background that was pretty big for me um doing all that research out of the gate and i would say for anyone launching an airbnb do not price it yourself on your own get price labs for the first listing before you launch their market dashboards are also super helpful if you can't afford air dna mind you you should go sign up for host rob built host camp and then you get AirDNA as part of signing up now. But um, if if you can't afford that either, <laughs> that's fine. Price Labs will give you a market dashboard for $10. It's really easy to use. And then you can actually go through and use one, their, their algorithm, but also go through the, it'll give you a list of your comparables a lot more concisely than trying to go through Airbnb and comp manually. So I think for someone starting out, that's that's what I wish I had done. I priced for myself for the first couple of weeks and I let, definitely left money on the table. So Price Labs is a must in my opinion. And then uh, my PMS, my property management software that I use is IGMS. I never meet anyone else who uses it, but I'm very happy with it. It does everything that I need it to do, automates all my messages. Um, I'm able to go through, I could automate the reviews. I just have a saved one that I tend to use and then um, also with the cleaners, it handles all the scheduling, which as you know, at scale, that's very, very important for my team. We actually started using monday.com, um, cause we're handling more than just running properties. We're also doing construction management of our own construction projects. And now we're taking on clients for construction property management, thanks to my dad and having 
all the skills and the background that he has and the connections that we've made locally with tradespeople that you can't, you cannot get that uh, if you're not from here. You're not literally walking around making friends at the local breweries or the hardware store. You're just not going to find the people. They're not on the internet as much as some other areas in the world. So that we see time and time again is relationship building is just so and so important, especially mm-hmm. on that local level. And you just hit the nail on the head that some of these people who are the best value, most skilled, most reliable, aren't the same people who are advertising mm-hmm. online. <laughs> you know, exactly. these, are the, these are the people who are out there doing the job. So, um, so important to get out there. Yeah. You're not going to find them on one of the apps. Um, so monday.com is helping us keep everything together. <laughs> as far as our day-to-day um and that's pretty much it that's cool it's, yeah igms is one that uh, boostly we've just started um we've just paired up with it's one of our recommended um pms's uh, along with about 17 others and uh it's one of the ones which i first met a host who used it and i was like i've never heard of these guys <laughs> and within six months we've built a relationship with them and uh actually now partnered with them and on our website side of things so I understand you're also getting your Boostly website done as well. I am. So I didn't realize you guys just started working with IGMS. So that worked out for me because I would not have wanted to migrate away from them. Um, so yeah, I just signed up a couple of weeks ago. So I'm very early in the process, but I should have my site within, you know, about three months, I think. So I'm really, really excited to be working with you guys. I'm excited because I've seen, obviously, you've got a website up at the moment. I've seen some of the images and obviously you've painted a picture of what the place is like. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And by the time this is, um, we will, if you send us the uh, website address, we'll add that to this. So people will be able to go and check that out and see your awesome new website. So awesome. um, this is going to be cool. So there's been some challenges. There's been some wins. What does the future hold for your business? Sure. Uh, mostly just growth. So my word for the year of 2023 is possibilities. And honestly, once you get rolling in this space, if you keep open yourself up, you talk to people, you go on podcasts, you go to meetups, you put yourself out there online, opportunities will find you. Um, So I'm looking to grow the client side of my business. I'm looking to do more partnerships with people um, because we are still We've been so aggressive. We're still building back up our nest egg to do our own acquisitions. I would like to do one of our own acquisitions this year without any partners. And then uh, additionally, we have some really cool partnerships coming up, including a very unique build. And I will leave it at that. You got to follow me so you can see what that is later. Um, But then we're also partnering with a local farm and vineyard. And that is where I will be striking the ground with my next glamping opportunity unless something else comes up that's a little bit faster the permitting process is very long it's going to be about eight months or so Um, but next year we're hoping to have 12 sites uh, on this gorgeous piece of property behind the vineyard part of their farm and there will be a wedding event space there in the future so i'm hoping we can figure out how to bundle that together so that you know your whole wedding party can go crash intense after drinking wine all day at the wedding and it should be really beautiful and i'm really really excited about that in particular project that's probably the coolest thing we have going on right now that sounds pretty cool and uh certainly a wedding which i'd get involved with drinking wine all day and then crashing out in one of the uh the glamping sites but oh yeah um i mean overall it just sounds exciting and um i'm excited a for you and also to do these unique things to to um you know drop the uh 
give us a morsel there and then say, hey, come and come and check out this unique build, which is awesome. We will share how you can uh, follow Lindsay shortly. Um, before we do, one other question I'd love to ask is you mentioned a few different models that you've got there. And sure. what have you found is the challenges, especially for people listening who might have, say, one short term rental and be considering either co-hosting or doing the full suite sort of um you know, sort of purchasing and, and managing the project. What would advice would you have for those people? What do they need to consider that they might not have already considered? It's a really good question. Um, so for co-hosting in particular, I think don't rush into anything. Make sure that you've spent some time with whoever it is that you're going to be working with because not everybody is a good fit to work together. You can be the most agreeable person, but it doesn't mean that, you know, the way that you guys like to communicate, the time in which you like to communicate they may not understand that you know you're not doing this to be an employee <laughs> you know so you just kind of have to spend some time get to know them make sure you're dialing in you're interviewing for they're interviewing you but you're also interviewing them and then make sure that the expectations are set very early make sure that you like the contract that you have and that they under go over it with them make sure that everything is understood on the front end and then that'll help things go like way more smoothly versus, you know, you run into an issue and then you realize you guys hadn't uh, planned out how to, you were going to handle that ahead of time. And then you don't want to create any unnecessary tension. I think mm -hmm. if you're going to run into a stressful situation, it's a lot less stressful if you've already game planned with whoever it is you're going to be working with, how you like to handle those kinds of things. That's cool. That's really good advice. And um, certainly for any business relationship, you know, you got just, um, spending some time and working with these people, a lot of people are quick to dive in, aren't they? So mm -hmm. uh, really, really good advice. So as we reach towards the end of these, we love to do a couple of uh, quick fire sort of fun questions, uh, Lindsay. So these are questions which uh, we haven't given you a heads up on, but just uh, for a bit of fun. So can you let us know a skill that you excel at? You know, what is your kind of, um, what is your forte? What is the the thing that you're you're very good at? And what area are you looking to improve what would you say is is an area of development so i surprised myself honestly getting into this business i have been really really good at finding people to work with and in order to grow so the on the growth side of things i was honestly expecting that to be more my father he's just a delight and he's he's very good at it too but um i think because i'm just so online and willing to, you know, chat with people for 15 minutes, that that has just been super invaluable. Um, I did take a sales job very, very briefly, and while I wasn't great at it, it did teach me a lot and gave me the grit that I needed to have, you know, those kind of conversations and not be shy about asking people for money. <laughs> so I think um, that's somewhere I've surprised myself in, in excelling at. And then an area to improve uh, time management. I think everyone probably feels that way, um, but that's been hitting home lately as we're in tax season and also, you know, handling a lot of new new business. Um, so just time management and that for myself, but also for a team. So we're looking at, you know, doing more hiring. And then once we have hired, you need to make sure that they are actually gainfully employed in a schedule. You can't sit there every morning and come up with a new thing and assign people something to do. That all needs to be understood at least several days in advance, or you're going to be sitting there trying to spending your time coming up with something for them to do with their time, just because 
you've been busy doing whatever else. Um, and that's not the right answer. So that's something that I need to improve on for sure. I think it's one which again will resonate with with a lot of people that um when it comes down to time management, I mean things like Monday.com will help. We we use within my business a company called ClickUp, which is very similar sort of task management. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of virtual assistants, and one of the things which I found that really helps is to really pinpoint not only their job description, but their daily routine. You know, what mm-hmm. does their daily routine look like? When is it busiest and and that side of things? And when you sit down, you start to notice gaps in the schedule. You go, well, between these times, there's not a lot happening. So that might be the time for marketing. And um, once you've got all that stuff down, then it's good to go out and hire. Um, I made the mistake in the first place of I hired and they went, oh, what do they need to do? And I was doing exactly that. I was coming up with a yep. task on the day. And all of a sudden, I thought by hiring this person, I was going to reduce my workload. But actually, I ended up increasing my workload by trying to find a second thing for them to do. And of course, it wouldn't be stuff which took things from my list. I'd come up with some manage, like task that I probably didn't really need just to keep this person busy. And I think that just having that list down is just so important. So yeah, it's a great one, that time management and especially at tax season. I mean, who likes tax season? Nobody likes this time of season, do they? No. So is there any, um, this is a random one, is there any um, famous artists, singers, um, stage performers who you would love to personally meet or, or you know, be backstage at the concert? Oh, that's so fun. I have not done live music in a while, uh, pretty much since the pandemic started. So that's a great question. Uh, I actually would really like to meet a younger artist. They go by the stage name Snail Mail. Her name is also Lindsay. I actually found that artist via NPR randomly. She's super young and makes like really fun pop rock. And um, I think it'd be really cool to meet her. Um, she's just from Baltimore. So it was a hop, skip and a jump away. And I wish I'd known about her earlier because I w- could have went to the, those earlier shows. Now they're now they're playing like Madison Square Gardens and stuff. So wow. So that's, yeah. she's got big really quick. So yeah, um, yeah. seeing them in the early days is, is so important. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to check in one more fun question, which is who would play you in a movie about your life so far? Oh, wow. Hmm. I get told I look like people and I never feel like I actually look like the people that they say I look like. Um, probably, I don't remember the actor's name, so you'll have to forgive me. Um, but I think it'd be fun if the main lead from Rogue One played me in a movie. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to find their name. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. Yeah. I just love Star Wars and espionage. So <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So the last question, which we always ask on these podcasts is one, which um, I love because I think mantras and sayings are so important. Is there a saying or a mantra which resonates with you and why? Sure. So um, the background of my phone is actually what if everything works out for the best? I tend to lean a little pessimistic or at least I did and I think I've been really working out of that almost to the point that it's again like I surprise myself all the time with things that's probably one of them is I've started being the optimist in certain situations and just believing things are going to work out and maybe it's evidenced by things have been mostly working out or maybe it's just repetitive enough that I you know I just believe it um so that's that's my thing that's really nice that's nice and I most entrepreneurs are very optimistic aren't they especially as time goes on um so i don't know whether that is like you say self-fulfilling or you know sort of some sort of wizardry or something like that but ultimately (laughs) 
um, it's good anyway. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing your story. Um, where can people come and follow you? Where can they go and find out about your website um, sure. and your, your hosting business? Sure. So um, right now I need to establish a better Instagram for the business, but the best place to find me is my personal Instagram, which is uh, at Lindshe, L-I-N-D-S-H-E-E. And then um, my business website is shenandoahostservices.com. It's pretty simple. And I have a Calendly link on there and a contact form as well if anyone wants to get a hold of me. I'd love to be a resource for the community. Um, I am coaching via HostCamp and also Fetcha AI, which is a newer uh, newer tool out there looking to compete with AirDNA. Um, so definitely check them out and you can find me via any of those channels. That's really cool. And we will add those to the show notes as well. Um, hopefully you can go and check out um, Lindsay's brand new Boostly website as well. And, yes. Um, you know, come and uh, come and get involved and uh, and you know, sort of carry on the the talk about hospitality in general. So, uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time today on the Boostly Podcast. Uh, hopefully, as well, if you're listening to this on the Boostly Podcast or watching on the YouTube channel, you've picked up some great tips. Uh, for instance, the you know building relationships, what hospitality can actually do for you and your family, and also the uh, you know just making sure that you're checking things like contracts and things like that in advance um dynamic pricing i mean there's there's been a lot of tips that you've shared here today lindsay so thank you so much for that uh thank you too for spending your attention with us on the boostly podcast we know there's a lot of, of places to put your attention and uh we thank you for for putting that with us so um was there anything i missed or any closing comments before we draw it to a close no i guess the only other thing i have to say to anybody who's not already jumped in although i if they're listening to you guys, they've got to be they've got to be playing already. But if you're stuck in analysis paralysis, let, go get a coach, and they will drag you along, and you'll be very happy that you made the investment. Hundred percent. I'm uh, I'm about to take on another mentor, which I always have a mentor myself, and it's just it it really um, speeds up your journey and also opens up possibilities. So I it love really that. Does. Thanks, Lindsay, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye for now.